0: Welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mistress Mia, and you know my dirty talker, my wild, crazy partner, my goofy sidekick, it is the one, the only... Johnny Hotcake! (laughs) (laughs) Master John! Hey! What's up?
1: Okay, so...
0: This is a part two. Yeah,
1: we were talking about fake doms.
0: Yes, on... Daddy's Naughty Little Girl at WordPress.com. Right. So.
1: And we found a lot of red flags for some fake doms, didn't we? We did. I was a little a little concerned when we started, but you know what? This is a good list.
0: And you got some naughty little girls going on then too, don't you, John?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah.
0: John can always make room for more. Just saying.
1: <laughs> I like dirty girls. So
0: we left off at, um, he has never been to a munch, a dungeon, a kink-related class, and has no ties to the local community. So, you know, you don't have to be anybody's best friend in the community. You don't always have to go to every single munch. But, you know, one, try it out, see if you like it, go to a couple little events, you know, know some people who know some people.
1: Right, and we talked in the last episode about, how somebody says that they have 10 years experience and they have this and that. If you don't know anybody in the community after 10 years. Oh yeah. If you've never had a sub that knows somebody in the community and you've had 10 years experience, you're definitely lying because if you've had any interaction with anybody in the community, somebody somewhere knew somebody else and you've, you've had some experience with other people. You can't have 10 years experience and never had a sub before. (laughs) <laughs> That's just saying. Very true. So. so. All right. He expects you to pay for and or provide toys, meals, gas, hotel expenses, etc.
0: So you just became a submissive sugar female or sugar daddy or...
1: <laughs> sugar baby.
0: Sugar baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I think of, of the, the little sugar,
1: sugar gliders, the little pets, the sugar babies. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sugar baby now. Those
0: are adorable. <laughs>
1: Yeah, if he if he wants you to pay for and do everything, you know, if you guys negotiate and say, hey, you, we'll, we'll split the expenses or we'll do this or we'll do that. But if he expects you to pay for everything and he just shows up, is an asshole to you and then leaves, you're probably, yeah, it's probably not a good thing. Probably dude. a fake Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and an asshole.
0: <laughs> he wants to own or collar you after a brief period of time. Right. Huge. That is something you are not to do.
1: No. When you collar somebody, that is a huge responsibility. Huge responsibility. It's a huge commitment. You know, we've taught you. We had an episode a long time ago. A long
0: time ago, about yes.
1: About collars and, and different things and... What it means, and it's almost like a marriage ceremony in the BDSM community. It's almost a wedding ring. You belong to me. I take responsibility for your actions. I take responsibility for you, and you submit to me. So it's it's a big deal.
0: It's a whole other level.
1: Yeah, you don't just collar somebody after a week.
0: No, No. not at all.
1: You get to know them, and we've known people who have collar people after a week, and it's not it's never a good situation.
0: You know, I've collared people, but, you know, I ended up marrying one of them, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and the other one, I I knew them for a good four or five years, even before I broke out a collar for them. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, I picked it out and, you know, gave it to them and, you know, they still have it. A collar
1: means you belong to me That's it. So. That's it. Yeah. Be careful. Don't, don't let people collar you after the first date. (laughs) No. Do not. All right. His stories and or timelines don't add up or, or are inconsistent. So he keeps, he can't keep his story straight. That's, that's a red flag for anybody. Not just a dom. That's anybody. If, if they're obviously lying to you and their stories keep changing, that is a huge red flag.
0: She should have just said, if he lies to you at any point on this timeline of being together or meeting him or knowing him, just drop his ass. Period. <laughs> don't need to be with a liar.
1: Right. (laughs) If he's lying to you about that, he's going to lie to you about what he's going to do to you in the bedroom.
0: Very much so. He easily loses control of his emotions. Doms need to be in full control of themselves before they can control someone else.
1: That is accurate.
0: Very accurate.
1: You know, I've talked to people before, and they were asking about how to be a dom and how to do these things. And one of the questions I asked one time was... Have you ever seen me lose control? And they said, no, I've never seen you lose control. I said, that's the number one lesson. You have to be in control of yourself before you can try to control someone else.
0: You know, and there's a scene from Fifty Shades of Grey. You know, we 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 did we talked about Fifty Shades the other day. And there's a point where, you know, he had a bad day. He comes in. He and he wants to spank her, you know. And to me, he was a little bit out of control there. That is not the time to do a scene.
1: <laughs> I think I remember that scene. And remember she left that? and she was not happy. She was she not was, happy. She was done. She wasn't. She came back eventually, but she was done. Yeah. He hurt her. It, it wasn't as they weren't playing. It wasn't sexy. It was. He hurt her.
0: You know, I'm such a controller myself that even in. Um, you know, everyday life, I, you know, I don't really drink, you know, I don't do anything to alter me or alter my personality because I'm that much of a controller. But, um, you know, I know people have to let loose at some point, but if you're ever going to be, you know, mad or aggressive or anything like that, you don't need to be controlling someone.
1: No, you, we're not going into the, to the dungeon and playing to take out our aggression on someone else. Not at all. No, that, that is not play. Not at all. All right.
0: Um, yeah. Did you read that one?
1: <laughs> I'm looking at it.
0: Watch out for doms who criticize the way you play or the way you think or anything you really do. Dom should support and offer constructive feedback.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I tried my, my hand at being a daddy dom for a little while and i talked to my baby girl every day and it was never criticizing it was never telling her how she did a bad job or she wasn't doing good enough it was always hey i know you feel bad about what happened but think about it like this and maybe try this next time
0: yeah and you're, it was always you're an constructive yeah. yeah it
1: was always constructive and always solution reassuring and never hey you suck as a person <laughs> I'm so disappointed in you. It's always, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this together. Yeah. And being that support and being someone that they could count on being there for them more than someone that's going to just destroy them.
0: Yeah. Cause that's well, not what this is about. You're, you are a very good Dom because you're, you're always positive. You give positive reinforcement. You know, you're a positive person um, you know, you're easy to talk to. I mean, there's a lot of pluses to the person that you are, and I think that's reflective in what you do as a dom role, you know. And that's the thing. You look for a good person to be a dom. Right. You know, and when when their, their integrity is compromised, they're not going to typically be a good dom.
1: Right, because you don't want somebody that's going to leave permanent damage, and it's not no. just... Physical damage, it's emotional damage, too.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think that's more so critical, I think, in this situation than even the physical aspect of it.
1: Absolutely. Because you can do a lot of harm to somebody. Very much so. All right. He hides behind the D's authority and thinks it shouldn't be questioned. The best dominants are mentors, teachers. That's what we just said. Just because I'm the dominant or you're the dominant doesn't mean that you have unquestionable power over the other person. It just means that that person trusts you enough to let you have power at that moment and should always be for the benefit of both. If one of one or the other is not taking away a positive experience from the situation or from the interaction, neither one of you should be there.
0: It's toxic. Move away, right? You know, one of our good friends, they were in a situation like this and she said, you know that her dom at the time actually threw a temper tantrum <laughs> when they got together, and there was something like wrong with his vehicle. She went to meet him. You know she had this whole you know weekend set aside just for him, and you know he was a dick. And um, you know that's not <laughs> that's not being con- a constructive dom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you said he said he's a dick, and I'm just thinking he had little dick energy.
0: I'm sure he didn't. He did, did not
1: have big dick energy. <laughs> <laughs> oh God.
0: Yeah. At oh. some point I actually had to ban him from one of our actual chat rooms. Yeah. For that reason. <laughs> yeah, he did.
1: I you, did. You told him you I told did. him about himself too, didn't you?
0: <laughs> I did. I told him I told him a big earful of himself. Oh. Uh <laughs> Uh, your relationship with him is beginning to cause problems in your normal life with family, friends, significant others, career, etc. Yeah, that's that's a big thing because it could be it's an addictive personality. It's, if it is in its form of some type of codependency issue, you know, and it, that's toxic altogether because it should not interfere with your actual life involving your friends and family.
1: Right. He shouldn't tell you not to go to work. He shouldn't tell you who you can and cannot talk to. He shouldn't tell you who you can be friends with. None of that.
0: And we've heard that from our friends, that they've dealt with other doms like that. And that's just craziness.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, in fact, our one friend had said, you know, I just went to him for a dom to control me sexually for fun. But now he keeps, you know, infringing further and further You know, in her own life, in her own personal life, and affecting everything. Right. So.
1: Yeah. It says, don't rush, don't hurry, and run screaming from anyone who tries to push you into anything you aren't ready for. Absolutely. If you talk about your limits, you've established boundaries, and they just disregard those, you should leave. Because he's going to continue to disregard your boundaries, your safety, your emotional well-being, and he's going to abuse you. All right.
0: Yeah, so one of her friends actually chimed in on the blog as well.
1: Yeah.
0: And she said, Is there any greater challenge in the world of DS other than that of a sub seeking a dominant? Not just a dominant, but a dominant who shares her perspective of the lifestyle, a dominant with whom she can communicate, who will treasure her and understand the precious gift she offers. And it really is a gift. The very nature of the submissive soul places her in a vulnerable state. And if if she's young or inexperienced, it is a formidable task at best. Not just because she's trying to find a compatible match. It's difficult as it is. But because the field of potential suitors is riddled with frauds, liars, domineering, egotistical men who prey on the vulnerable. And well, you get the point.
1: Right, And it says even for a wise experience submissive, it's a challenge. Absolutely. So, we talk about this a lot. The gift of submission, is it really is a gift. The submissive is giving you control of them. They're giving themselves to you. And if the person that's taking that control doesn't respect that gift and that person... And what is happening, they shouldn't be there. They really should not be there.
0: You know, this article is geared to women because, right. you know, they're, they're saying that the submissive is a woman. Um, it says, I, I suggest no woman should allow herself to be at the mercy of a man unless and until she has the opportunity to observe him over a period of time. If he's the devil in disguise, at some point the truth of who he is will show itself. A little patience and a lot of smarts could save both her body and emotional well-being. You know, you know. I I don't deal with a lot of female subs. I don't have a lot of female subs. I have one female sub, but you know, for the male subs that I do deal with, you know, they could they could take care of themselves in a lot of ways. <laughs> you know, but I think everybody can put themselves in in a uh, unpredictable situation.
1: Right. And it says the DS dynamic is a deeply personal experience that works for one may not work for another. So everybody's looking for something different. We talked about that in the last episode. And she's, she describes different types of doms. So generally speaking, for her, she seeks a dominant that is romantic, communicative, nurturing, a supportive man who's erotically charged, intuitive, and never cruel, unkind, or aloof, or uncaring. And then she goes on to describe different types of doms. So, we talked about fake doms. Now let's talk about what types of doms there are.
0: Ooh, talk about the psycho dom.
1: The psycho dom. (laughs) Yay, they're talking about me. (laughs) That
0: Sounds like a mixed drink. I'm the psycho dom.
1: (laughs) This fellow is cunning and brilliantly manipulative. He uses emotional triggers to cause havoc, sending the unsuspecting trusting sub into a series of ups and downs, Culminating in a devastating state state of self doubt and low self esteem, so this sounds like she's describing a fake dom. <laughs>
0: Indeed, it is.
1: So the psycho dom is not someone you want to play with.
0: You don't want to be around anyone who's manipulating you. No. I mean that's that in itself is one trait. You now want the to mind stay fuck with. is fun. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But if you're
1: manipulating people to do things that they don't want to do. That's not...
0: Fun. Or they shouldn't do.
1: You're right. That's not having fun anymore.
0: No. So says the psychodom ultimately creates a psychological dependence, resulting in the victim's belief that she cannot live without him and becomes trapped in an emotional tornado from which she feels there's no escape. And that goes back to it infringes on her life, you know, in the normal world, whether it's her friends and family. That is a codependency. That is a sick, problematic
1: relationship.
0: And it needs to be dissolved.
1: Right. And it it talks about ways to find this type of a dom to try to figure out. It says, watch for. Initially, too charming, too sweet, too giving, too perfect. It's all about them. Overly confident and egotistical. Extremely critical. So they're super charming. You love them to death, but they're critical of everything you do. You don't dress right. You don't comb your hair right. You don't do your makeup right. You don't you weigh too much. You don't look pretty enough.
0: You know, our our beautiful friend who is absolutely gorgeous, her dom was telling her, You need to go to the gym more. You need to work out your legs. It's like, motherfucker, that is not something you need to tell.
1: And people a
0: fragile individual
1: were had their jaw dropped when she walked in the door. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's gorgeous.
0: Gorgeous.
1: Yeah. And we talk about that a lot. A lot of the women we know are beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous women, and none of them believe that they are. So true. And it's sad.
0: It's very sad.
1: Um, At the first time, emotional blackmail, extreme possessiveness, or sudden severe personality change, get out of there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And our friend experienced that as well. Yep. All right, next. The next one is the abuser. Sadly, the abuser is all too common. Simply put, this is a man who uses the BDSM redominant labels as an excuse to abuse the women in his life. We've seen this time and time again, mm-hmm. you know, over and over again. The innocent, inexperienced sub may find it difficult to determine the difference between discipline within the D's relationship, and the man who whips her merciless, mercilessly for his own twisted gratification, stating, you're my sub, and I'll punish you as I see fit. And as much as this is common in the term of the D's dynamic, it is easily hijacked and used to the abuser's advantage. It goes without saying that anytime a woman or a sub or vanilla finds herself in a situation where she feels that what she's experiencing abuse, she should get out first and ask questions later.
1: Okay. That, you know, there's not a whole lot to say about that.
0: Well, it does say, though, it, to watch out for these
1: things. Yes. Yeah. So, he tells you a safe word isn't necessary. A safe word is necessary. We've talked about this. Like the psychodom, he's possessive. He denigrates a woman and is overly critical. He has a bad temper. He'll strike in anger and then tell you it's your fault. At that point, you've already stayed too long. Very true. If he hit, like we talked about with the the Fifty Shades of Grey, when Christian Grey came home and he had a bad day and he took it out. Yeah. That was not BDSM. No. That's what they're saying here. If he comes home and he's angry or he's mad because you burnt the toast and he hits you. Yeah. That is not a discipline in BDSM.
0: There's so many parts in the movie, honestly, and I hate to keep bringing it up, but the fact that he's domineering, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't see him as being egotistical, but I see that the whole domineering aspect of the things that he does is controlling to almost a sickness. Right. And it's just too much.
1: Right.
0: So, you want to tell about the married doms, Okay, John? the married doms.
1: Now, this can go either way, but... let's. This- Because some people are in open relationships and polyamorous relationships. But if you're looking for a serious monogamous relationship, watch out for the married dom. So if you're looking for a monogamous relationship and your dom is married, that's just not going to work. He's not going to leave his wife for you. He's there to have fun. You're there to have fun. If you're looking for a relationship with that person, it's not going to happen.
0: And you're his toy.
1: Right. You know, sometimes being someone's toy is fun.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) If that's
1: that's what you're looking for.
0: If that's what you're looking for, yeah.
1: Oftentimes this predator doesn't reveal his complicated situation until it's too late. The definition of too late. The sub is hopelessly in love. We all know the pitfalls of becoming involved with a married man. No need to go into detail here. It says, watch for. He will only offer a cell phone number. He will suggest places to eat in areas away from his work area. He never invites you to his home. He's unavailable on weekends and holidays. Same signs as his vanilla counterpart. Okay.
0: The sadist. These guys are really scary. They genuinely want to hurt you. There's nothing romantic or loving about them. They enjoy watching others suffer, both physically and emotionally, and have contempt for those around them. They relish the humiliation of their victims and are naturally duplicitous. Thank you.
1: (laughs) I got one. I I did. You did. I didn't.
0: I didn't want to twist that and fuck it up. (laughs) Now can
1: you define it? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Always. (laughs) Uh, Most find sexual satisfaction in their sadism that they can distinguish themselves as dominance.
1: Disguise themselves.
0: Thank you. My gosh. This is what I get for bad hearing and eyesight this morning.
1: (laughs) Oh, there we go. Watch for obsessive compulsive disorder. disorder. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Putting you or themselves in unnecessary danger.
1: Ongoing anxiety. They become easily and quickly irritated. They have anger issues and are overly aggressive. Oh, wow. Know some
0: of those don't we? We do, <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah. We just read through these, and it's like, man, you know, it says, um, that as the blog, um, has pages stated, there are many frauds, common posers out there. There's so much more that they would like to say, and perhaps do a follow up blog at some point. She'll also add that over time, they've listened. And learned to what is actually said or not what they want to hear. I no longer make excuses for another bad behavior. And common sense and intuition are my best friends, she said. Off of the danger lurking in the shadows, there are some powerful prince in the world who are just as frustrated as the princesses they seek. Keep the faith. Hmm. What? And it also says, where it goes into, there's one type of dominant that they haven't mentioned with both posts. John, if you want to continue on there. Yeah.
1: It's been causing problems on different websites like FetLife, and that is so-called dominant that has read Fifty Shades of Grey and think all submissives are an easy lay. Submissive are just waiting to be fucked by a dominant, and they haven't got any experience of spanking using equipment like Flogger or Crop, and are unwilling to accept advice from others. The ones I have chatted with on FetLife, 90% of them are married as well. So they read a book, they saw a movie, they said, I can do that and have no experience and just go in and start hurting people because it looks like fun. Yeah, we know some of those too.
0: You do indeed. So. So bottom line, if they're being deceitful, if they're really not giving insight to their real life. You know, so many things that really stick out to us, again, is their temperament, their behaviors. You know, there's, there's just really something to say about individuals who, you know, pose as doms.
1: Right. So, be careful. Don't, like she said, don't give up. There are a lot of great people out there We had the conversation last night. We were we went out to dinner, and uh, you made the comment. There's a lot more good in the world than bad. So a lot of times we talk about the bad, but we never really celebrate the good. That's true. So you know, don't give up. There are a lot of good doms out there. There are a lot of people that really do have experience, that do enjoy this lifestyle, that do know what they're doing, and you will find someone. We've said before. BDSM complicates a relationship. It's hard to find somebody regardless. But then to find somebody that wants to play in this aspect and to do it in a way that you want to do it, it narrows the field a lot. Because even in BDSM, not everybody's on the same page.
0: Very true.
1: I got lucky with the one, the sub that I found. We talked for a long time, and we did that for a reason. It was to see where each one of us were. And we have a lot of similarities in the things that we want. So we have a lot of fun together, but it's not the same things that my other friends want or other people want. So you have to be really careful. You have to discuss it and you have to find, you have to be patient, just like with any other relationship. Don't just jump into it and and get yourself collared after a week. Take care of yourself because nobody else is going to do it. Now, when you find a dominant that, that you form a relationship with and you can have that trust and that ability to be submissive to that person, that is a rare find. And, you know, then you can get collared. You can give that power over to that person and you can have a really great relationship with that person. But it's going to take time. It's going to take effort.
0: You know, oh, one thing I was going to say before we go is the fact that, you know, like you, you went through doing the BDSM test with your sub.
1: Right, the checklist. The checklist. Twenty-seven
0: pages. Checklist. Twenty-seven pages. I yeah. mean, that's really technical, but it kind of covers everything. Yeah.
1: Is it okay to cut your hair off? Is it okay to slap you? Is it okay to choke you? Is it okay to call you? You like humiliation? What kind of humiliation? Can I call yeah. you a bitch? No. Can I call you slut? Yes. Can I call you a whore? Yes. Can I do this? No. You know, and it goes through. It's very detailed, so that because a lot of people. They'll just say, "Well, you just do whatever you want," but they don't know what that means because they haven't thought about. Oh, he might cut my hair off. Who thinks about that? Well, mm. some people do. Some,
0: uh, yeah, someone <laughs> has thought about that. So, can I urinate on you? Maybe.
1: <laughs> you know, shitting on somebody might be a hard limit for some people. Some people might. Really I don't like see it, why. <laughs> if you want that and they don't, you're probably not a good match. <laughs>
0: We, so, this has been a really serious episode, yeah. but it's all very factual, and we read it from the blog post, and it was very insightful.
1: Right. So, a real Dom will always be willing to have those conversations. Very true. Yeah. All right. Well... So,
0: John, it's been a pleasure, as always. I
1: always enjoy pleasuring myself, but...
0: <laughs> Just not <laughs> not within reach of me. Thank you. <laughs> Go pleasure yourself behind the wall. <laughs>
1: Until next time, make sure fantasies become reality.